Well, I'm here in our, our thinking about a studio with my friends, Andrew Noble. That's me. Dave Barker. Hello. We're friends, right? Can I call you friends? Totally. You're also my pastor, but you're also my friend. That that works. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're, yeah, <laughs> you're my friend, Bob. You're, you're my prof. Uh, okay, so we're talking about friendships today. Uh, I'm speaking on this for, with our Joy Fellowship tomorrow, so I'm looking for all kinds of uh, help on this subject. But I do think it's an interesting one because over the years in ministry, we've been given different counsel about friendships, almost warning us or how to be a friend or what does a, a ministry friendship look like. Um, Dave, I don't know if you remember the days when Warren Wearsby and Howard Sugden would speak at pastor's conference. Yep. They're very popular, and um, they just had chemistry. And I'll never forget when, uh, I think it was Sugden was speaking. I don't know what his message was, but this is what I took away. I said to my secretary, no, no calls. I'm not taking any calls unless it's from my friend Warren. Put Warren through. <laughs> Uh, okay, these guys have something going on, you know? And I, and I said, um, you know, do I have that? Uh, who, who would I say that about? Who, who even wants to call me, <laughs> uh, as a friend? And I thought, um, in ministry, it's important to have people like that in as, as friends. And so let's talk about, uh, firstly, in pastoral ministry, or Dave, would that be in uh, your work in the seminary too? Would you feel? Yeah, I, I don't know that I talked a lot about this that kind of thing. Um, Friends and, with students, yeah. You, I, again, you know, and you guys have talked about it more than I have. Mm-hmm. And but there are the liabilities that we can quickly think of. And again, yeah. uh, I, I remember a, a pastor of, uh, of mine. I won't call him pastor friend. He was more of a mentor than a friend. But he would say, I, w- I will have no friends inside the church. And he made, mm-hmm. I think he made friends outside the church. And I thought that was a little over the top. So there are liabilities, right? And, and I think you guys, uh, you guys have been talking about it elsewhere. So there are liabilities, right? In terms of favoritism and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the, the friendship of David and Jonathan, mm-hmm. classic friendship in the scripture. You've got Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Silas, Paul and Timothy. Moses and Aaron, Joshua and Caleb, Ruth and Naomi, Jesus and John. So there is an issue uh, of friendship in Scripture. But you got this relationship that David had with Jonathan, where it says um, Jonathan became one in spirit with David. And uh, they made a covenant with each other, almost like your pinky finger friends for life kind of thing. (laughs) And then um, Jonathan... uh, does this ceremonial thing where he gives David some of his uh, regal uh, regalia. And I'm just looking at that and how good is that for uh, people in ministry to have a friend that is almost like a a covenant friendship, a friendship where um, you have a pact to seek each other's well-being, to speak the truth. And there's an invitation there uh, for the for the faithful wounds of a friend, right? So, um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's a there's a depth of relationship that I think we all desire to have, and mm-hmm. everyone you interact with is imperfect, and so you it's difficult. Um, one of the difficulties with friendships is that they they wound you not correctly sometimes, as they should, but incorrectly, mm-hmm. and so relationships are hard under the sun. Um, but 
that nevertheless, it's incredibly important to grow friendships. One of my favorite sermons from Tim Keller was on friendship. He talked from the Proverbs. He went through various mm-hmm. Proverbs that speak about friendship and relationship and correction and and the depth of relationship. Relationship that, and then he he concludes it with you know John fifteen. Jesus offers us his friendship, and there's a transparency mm-hmm. in what Jesus offers. I've told you everything from the Father. Therefore, you are no longer my servants; you are my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus. And so we do have a true and perfect friend in Christ. Um, but we we also need to have friendships with one another, mm-hmm. and that that has some exclusivity to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I feel for Andrew in Scripture. Peter gets invited, John gets invited, James gets invited. They go do this cool thing on the mountaintop. They do this other stuff. What about Andrew, man? Yeah. He's left out. His older brother gets all the fun. But that's part of what happens with friends. Friends end up doing things together that are just, just the two of them or the three of them or the four of them. And I think, I think that's good. And, and, it's, and Jesus talks about friendship as choosing. Um, one of my favorite definitions for friendship is from C.S. Lewis. Um, he talks about it like I'll I'll just quote him. Um, they will, you know, you get to know each other. They will get to, you learn about their family, but it's not about them. Friends uh, in the circle of true friends, each man is simply what he is. Stands for nothing but himself. That is the kingliness mm. of friendship. We mm. meet like sovereign princes of independent states abroad on neutral ground, freed from our our context. This love essentially ignores not only our physical bodies, but the whole embodiment, which consists of our family, job, past, and connections. At home, besides being Peter or Jane, uh, we also bear a general character, husband or wife, brother or sister, chief, colleague, subordinate, not among our friends. It is an affair of disentangled or stripped minds. Eros will have naked bodies, friendship, naked personalities. Um, and he says, don't misunderstand me here. <laughs> That's like, awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. He's like, but there's the, he calls it the exquisite arbitrariness and irresponsibility of this love. Cause it's like, you, mm-hmm. you just choose each other. You mm-hmm. say, well, we'll continue to choose each other. And it's all, it's, it's constant choice. I'm obligated to go home to my wife today in a way that's different than, you know, if mm-hmm. I go out with a friend tonight, right? There's, there's this exquisite arbitrariness. Why are we in the room together? You know, oh, well, we're doing a podcast. Well, that's that. But I, when we're when, hanging out, when you invited me for breakfast, well, mm-hmm. now I know it was for your ministry and that's <laughs> yes. the awkwardness. Yes. But we, we did just chat. And so ministry has this very interesting overlap between, okay, you were meeting with me perhaps in part because of ministry, mm-hmm. encouragement, that sort of thing, but also because of a friendship and Sharing. I'm reading here more from David and Jonathan. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> things had fallen apart between David and Saul. Jonathan, Saul's son, favors David. Saul's angry, tries to kill Jonathan as well as David. And uh, it occurs to them that they're going to have a hard time being friends, at least being close friends. And so you've got this scene in a field where, um, let's see, David got up from the south side of the stone, bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. Then they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the most. Okay? You got get that in your head? And then after Jonathan dies in war, David laments his friend. 
And he says, how the mighty have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies slain on your heights. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than that of a woman. Wow. With, like, is there something contextual here that I'm missing? Or is there... I got the Old Testament prophet. A level room, so. of, of friendship that um, we, because of our culture, don't. It sounds wonderful to have a friend <clears throat> like that, mm-hmm. does it not? Yeah. Like, of course, that's been highly misinterpreted, as we all know, right? And yeah. uh, so we do have to be careful with that. And you also have to realize that that's in a poem, and poems are given to hyperbole. Mm-hmm. But so. Even in a poem, I don't think I would say that at your funeral. I doubt that you would. <laughs> I, I I'm sure that you wouldn't. I don't I don't know anyone that would. And like how do I how do I understand that is so are we devoid of <coughs> those kinds of friendships today? Are we are men in in particular um protecting ourselves against um, affirming to each other, you know, where you're like women do quite freely or we're best friends forever and they hug all the time. Um, how do men uh, convey deep affection for each other? Uh, it's normally done through time spent with each other. That's normally the way it's done. Right. And it's often in a neutral, like watching a football game or, mm-hmm. or, you know, having lunch or, or something like that. Um, playing a sport together. Um, but again, I'm back, uh, you know, you're asking, you know, a little bit about the Old Testament and that kind of thing. I really do think there's some hyperbole going on in that poem. And Hebrew poetry tends to be very given to overstatement. Right. right. And I, I really would be, I don't think I would be pushing really hard the whole business about love greater than than that of a woman. I think that is simply an, a hyper, hyperbolic statement to say that, he a great lover, Jonathan, yeah. and I don't, I wouldn't push that. Well, it means something. It's it does. A great, it means great love. Great love. It means that, but. It's not the same as a love for a woman, obviously. It's, it's. Well, that's, it's, it's a different category of love. Like yeah. that's, you have those different Greek words for love and you, you mm-hmm. see that sometimes, right? So the friendly, the Philadelphia kind of love is different than the. Yeah. I don't think he's preferring. Euros, right? I don't think he's preferring. Uh, his love for Jonathan over his love for his wife. I I don't read it that way. I do think that there's hyperbole going on there. But my point is that uh, you've got these two men who helped each other, encouraged each other through a very difficult time in their lives. And Jonathan came to the point where he actually preferred David above himself. And David is the one who's weeping even more than Jonathan. And I just think, I don't know that that's the essence or the the author author's intent to speak to that, but mm-hmm. I look at this and I, I just say that this was a, this is a good thing. It's an example of uh, the strand of three. Um, cord of three is not easily broken. Um, two are better than one, and I think in ministry, uh, although we're told not to have friendships in the church, which we might push back on. Yeah, I mean, do we get friends anywhere? Do we value this? I think there's a confidentiality and a confidant kind of thing that I think is really important. Mm-hmm. That, you know, even when I when I'm dealing with issues in in our ministry and in 
um, my wife would say, Lorraine would say to me, go talk to so-and-so mm-hmm. that, that you trust. Okay. And it would be actually in that particular case, I, I think of a specific situation. Um, it was my associate pastor and she just said, go talk to Aaron. You, you need to talk to him. Just mm-hmm. get his wisdom. And then, um, you remember my, our friend, Art Karen Cross, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know how many times I went to him because mm-hmm. he was a few older, a few years older. You were, he was your student. He was my student. And then he worked with me yeah. when I was uh, leading, leading London back in the days before Marv came on. And, um, you know, it was, Art, yeah. you know, help me out here. Come on, give me some wisdom. Yeah. I remember Steve Field. Some of you remember yeah. Steve yeah. and Mary Field. Yeah. Same kind of thing. And of course, my dear, dear friend from years ago, Charlie White, we spent yeah. mega time together. And and my wife would say to me, please go talk to them, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I, my wife will say the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a blessing to me if you can just go talk right. to Sean. Yeah. Um, you know, he and I went to the Gospel Coalition Conference in Indianapolis. We talked all the way down, mm-hmm. talked all the way back. Yeah. And there's, and like, it'd be great if one day we end up in the same church. He switched teams. He became a Presbyterian on oh, me. Oh, no. Uh, but that's okay. Cause we're friends, we're brothers and like <clears throat> we have, you know, and there's something, mm-hmm. there's something about the, you choose each other. Yeah. But then something happens in a friendship where you say, I will sacrifice for mm-hmm. you. You know, when I was going through a hard time and Sean is like, Hey, let me know if I can do anything. He lends me his car all the time. We only have a, one car in our house. Every once in a while, it's nice to have two cars. Yeah. So he lends it. It's no question of cost and like that laying down your life mm-hmm. kind of friendship. When you can reach that, um, there's something really beautiful and, and good there. And I think pastors should pursue mm-hmm. good friends. Jonathan Stairs emphasized this to me when we were in like a preaching cohort together. And he mm-hmm. he he was very intentional. He, he did this five-minute thing and he was as intense as, as, as I've ever seen the man, yeah. you're going to have intense times in ministry. You need good friends. He had an intentional time with his staff. They went canoeing and he got Lyme disease, by the way. Oh, I didn't Just, know that. That's what you get for <laughs> having good friends on. Some of, some of the best friends uh, were in Bible college. You yeah. meet these guys yeah. and um, you know, you're not, they're not in your church, but you get together at a convention or something and there's just a different feeling. Yeah. Art was one of those guys. Yeah. We used to play squash together and there was a hot tub and you know, you just, it's a totally different environment when you're just sitting in a tub talking about the game. And um, those are precious times. We're going to really miss art. But um, are we out of time? We're out Nobes. of time. We're just talking about friends, so we got just carried away. A couple uh, of three, uh, three friends gabbing. Uh, thanks for listening to us to talk about friends. If you got a friend, give him a big hug. <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye-bye.